When you keep failing, do you ever wonder how God can tolerate you? <laughs> well, hi, I'm John Erickson Tata, and I, I know I sure felt that way. I'll hear the Holy Spirit tell me, Johnny, don't be doing that. Don't talk that way to your husband. I see you giving him the cold shoulder, even though you insist you're not, but I'm God, I know. I can see the sneaky motives in your heart, so stop doing it. I mean, honestly, I'll hear God tell me that. And what do I do the next time Ken does something that drives me up the wall? I'll let slip some snide remark. I'll say, oh, it's okay. It's no problem. Do it your way. That's fine. When I really mean, you are so wrong, and I am right, but chalk one up for me because I'm letting you have your way. <laughs> but then, much later on, when I reflect on it all, man, I realize how self-centered, how stiff-necked and stubborn I was. I mean, as Ken's wife, I'm committed to helping him be all that God wants him to be. But am I totally committed, as I often say I am? Evidence shows I'm not. And so I hold a mirror up to my soul, and I say to God, Lord, how can you tolerate me? I am spiritually fickle, I'm lazy, and so prone to sin, to be stubborn. I'm so quick to turn my back on you, given half the chance. And you may feel the same way. The Spirit is willing, but our flesh is oh so weak. And this is why I take great comfort from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Just listen to this. It says, For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. Oh my goodness, thank heavens for grace. And this verse from 2 Timothy reminds me that there is nothing in you or me to attract or prompt the affections of God. We don't deserve them. There's nothing cute or winsome or wonderful within you or me that draws out the love of God toward us. There's no possible way God can be disillusioned with us because he's got no illusions about us in the first place. I repeat, God does not love us because there is something in us that fosters or warrants affection from him. <laughs> not so with the way the world loves, right? The love of, let's say, one person for another is often because of something in that other, right? But the love of God is free. It's spontaneous. God has loved you and me from the everlasting. Nothing in us can be the cause of what is already found in God from eternity. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 explains that God has saved us not because of anything we have done, but because of his own grace in Christ. And you could say that everything in us should repel God. Everything in us is calculated to, to make him not tolerate us, to loathe us. No good thing dwells within us. Yet thankfully, that does not influence our great Lord. Instead, he says in Jeremiah 31, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. <laughs> the lesson here, it's really all about Jesus. Our lives are all about Him and His grace. And like me, just be thankful that our blessed Savior is quick to forgive our sins, reprove, correct, and restore us, and help us grow bit by bit into His image. Today, reflect on the fact that God has loved you with an everlasting love, and that love begins and ends with Jesus Christ. Hey, I trust these are encouraging words for you, because every day I sure do love sharing hope through your hardships. And if you need prayer, don't forget, you can turn to us at johnnyradio.org.